Hey, everybody. Welcome to Still Sober with John Raven. I'm John Raven. As always, I'd like to welcome my guest, no one. Thank you. Here we are again. If you're a sober person, hope you're staying sober. If you're not a sober person, hope you're staying sane. And I hope you're staying cool-ish. Unless you uh, live in an area that is experiencing um, pleasant weather. Uh, We are not here in Austin, Texas. It's fucking hot again. Um, Luckily today, the humidity level um, went from being um, oppressive to uh, mildly annoying. Um, And then, you know, so while the temperature was still above 100 degrees, it was less um, soul killing and just kind of a ugh. But you could feel that change, so it went from so instead of just going, Ugh, you're you know, just going about your day, going, hey, is it is it cool? I mean, it's not cool, but is it less shitty? I think it's less shitty. No, well, that's that means it's going to be an okay day. It's less, um, less uh, heat stroke uh, risk as I just you know walk from um, one chair to another or whatever I'm doing. So that's what's been going on here. Hope you're doing all right. So I read a, uh, a thingy. I'm just kind of kind of browsing around for um, ideas of what to talk about today. And I read a write-up about um, the 10th tradition NAA. Um, for those of you who, who may not know, um, there are 12, 12 steps. And then there are tw- the 12 traditions of AA. And um, if you've ever been to a meeting, you've heard them because they read them in every meeting, kind of the short form. They start off with, uh, you know, they're like, all right, somebody, and now I have a friend to read the 12 traditions. And then somebody... Uh, mumbles through them in the corner while you're waiting for your turn to, you know, waiting for the section of the meeting to speak so that you can, you know, get on the quote unquote microphone and have your five minutes. Um, But the, uh, it, you know, like the, it starts off like the, the first tradition is our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon AA unity, blah, 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 blah. And they go through the list. Now I've touched on the 12th tradition which is that uh, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And I've brought this up in the past that uh, this was put in there because they knew even, what, 80 years ago that just because you get sober doesn't mean you're not an asshole. You stop being an asshole. And um, people are going to get naturally, are going to stay judgmental, and there's always going to be some assholes. And so you got to put something in there that goes, hey, it's principles over personalities because a lot of our personalities are shit. Um, It's like we weren't great people before we started drinking. Um, We're not going to necessarily be great people just because we stopped. And... uh, Side note, for those of you who are, are, might be 
fairly new to this podcast. I do this podcast as sort of a diary, weekly diary for myself because I don't do 12 step. I don't do meetings. I had, um, this is basically my meeting. And as such, I do not adhere to the 12 traditions because I just, you know, like, for example, the one I wanted to talk about specifically is uh, the 10th tradition, which is uh, that Alcoholics Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the AA name ought never be drawn into public controversy, which you hear over and over again. You don't pay attention to it. But there's a long form of the 12 traditions and the text of the long form of, of the 10th tradition says no AA group or member should ever in such a way as to implicate AA express any opinion on outside controversial issues, particularly those of politics, alcohol reform or sectarian religion, whatever, I guess talking shit about somebody else's beliefs versus your own. The Alcoholics Anonymous group opposes no, groups oppose no one. Concerning such matters, they can express no views whatsoever. Whatever, no views whatever. I think they meant, meant no views whatsoever, or no views whatever. What? All right. F fucking weird ass twentieth century writing. Anyway, um, this podcast does not adhere to that. I mean, I guess not. I mean, I don't necessarily really express a whole lot of controversial issues unless I find it entertaining and if I'm just droning on. And I'm certainly not implicating recovery. So I, I guess I do kind of adhere to it. But I was thinking about that because well, the thing I was reading about was that um, in the past several years when it comes to things going on and the divisive nature of uh, – of, this country right now um right right wingers left wingers um apparently a lot of this stuff is leaking into meetings because when people it's their turn to speak they're not just talking about drinking or not drinking they start bringing up uh you know personal shit and personal beliefs and controversial issues. And apparently it's, uh, you know, it's making, uh, it, it's making things weird or like it's, or there's uh, animosity to the point where people won't speak up and talk during a meeting because they're afraid of saying the wrong thing going against uh, group think uh, of people judging them for, you know, having, for, for saying something wrong, which is, um, goes against the whole point of going to a meeting. And it also, it's weird because it goes against the whole thing. Even though you have a community, it's anonymous for a reason. It's anonymous so you don't have to feel like somebody's going to judge you for some of the things that you've done that you have to share. Like it's all about sharing bad shit getting it out but remaining anonymous because you're not going to run into these people out in the real world typically and 
So it's an interesting read that uh, that this you know because it's going to happen in, in all sorts of groups. It's just it it naturally happens when you have a group of people that uh, there's uh, going to be little factions that form and things that are divisive. But the spirit of it, which I completely agree with, is that you stay away from those issues because it's not about what AA is about. You're supposed to talk about recovery. Not about what you think about pronouns. Not about what you think about the uh, the Bud Light campaign. Not what you think about when it comes to um, who you're voting for or what your uh, political party has as their nominee for president and who it should be. Like these are all things that uh, may be on your mind, but you leave out of the meeting. And I was thinking about it because I was kind of thinking, man, you know what? This should be a rule in general. Like at work and in social groups. Like you should really, when you get together, it's like, it's just in general, when you're hanging out with friends, like let's say you're at dinner and there should be a rule that when you're at dinner, no person at, and I'm, I'm going to use the quote from there, no person at the table should ever, in a way as to implicate your entire group, express any opinion on outside controversial issues, particularly those of politics, alcohol reform, or religion. You know, and that and that you guys are his group. We're trying to eat, and that you oppose no one. Concerning such matters, they can express no views, whatever, whatsoever. I don't know. It's just it's a. You shouldn't, as a table of people just trying to socialize and eat. You should. Uh, it's. Don't draw into public controversy, especially at work. Like I don't know. It's it seems like to me that I think we should get to a point where we realize that nobody really knows anything. They don't know the entire story. And we all think that we're smarter than we are. We all think that we know more than we do. You know, I've done my research. Have you? And no one really cares. Like we, we're at a point, I think that um, the phrase unsolicited opinion like all opinions seem to be unsolicited. There's very few solicited opinions out there. So what are we doing? Like there was a time, I'm sorry to get into, there was a time, you know, I'm starting to get nostalgic that you start, you discussed philosophy and politics and, and different theories and theology. You discussed it because you're in your 20s and you read a book and suddenly you felt like you had to share, like you read a thing. You're like, I got to share this with somebody and have a meaningful discussion because I'm drinking. And uh, this seems interesting. But once you get to a point, I think, I don't know, there's a, there's a certain point. I'm going to say your 30s. Once you hit your 30s, 
you kind of settle into what you believe and talking about it with other people, unless it's a current event thing that you're like, oh my God, did you hear a, you know, gossip? Like, I, under, you know, I understand gossiping. That's fun. And talk, talk, trying to be entertained by drama. But at some point, you got to get past that, that whole, you get past that whole, uh, let's have a discussion as, you know, like we're all a bunch of fucking graduate students or some shit. You know, you, 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 you stop discussing things because you feel smart and you just want to have fun. And apparently we as the country and a lot of the world have just decided to all be, you know, social media and the internet has gotten us to where we're all those fucking drunk graduate students in in a bar and we're all trying to outdo everybody and tell everybody off and you know because we know better and you know everybody else are, are sheeple and uh and i think it might be better if we all go back to trying to have fun and realize that everybody you know, has their own different opinions. And yeah, we do sit on a political spectrum from left to right and realize that if you go too far left, you're almost exactly the same person as somebody who's, who's super far right. It goes all the way around. And then just, I don't know, follow the 10th tradition and, uh, and quit engaging into controversy. You know, dragging the whole, the whole the whole group in because you've got to say something when it doesn't matter. You don't have to say something. The whole point, that's half the reason, not half the reason. It's part of the reason you get married so that you have somebody there that loves you and can put up with whatever bullshit that you're going to say. You know, and they play, they just patronize you. You ever seen, you ever, you know, yes, dear. And somebody's spouse just listening to them bitch and moan, and you're like, well, okay, dear. They love that person, and they don't want to hear it. Well, the rest of us don't fucking want to hear it, and we don't like you. Just forcing opinions on people just because you think you got a stage, and it's really just a comment box. It's fucking like... It's like a comment card at a restaurant, but everybody's got one on every webpage. And then it's like, how do I share this to the world? How about you don't? That'd be great. Because I've been thinking about that. It's weird that I had read that. And because um, I was thinking about that kind of topic about people. Um, because I had gone to a fast food place and grabbed some food. And I had the food and a drink in my hand. And I was going out the door. And a couple of guys that if I had to judge, I'd be like, gang member? Like point at him and go, I don't know. You you seem shady and uh, and intimidating. A couple of Latino gentlemen um, fucking opened the door for me. And I'm like, thank you. And they're I'm like, no problem. And uh, we went went about our day. And it just made me think that it's like, man, everybody, just deep down inside, you're a person. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, that guy's got hands full. I'll open the door. It's no big deal. 
not everything has to be a, uh, you know, who's that guy voting for? Like, that's such a small part of, you know, personal politics is such a small part of actually living every day. And it's so it's weird to engage with people and uh, can think of them as one dimensional and we're all very complicated, but we're all people. And it's, so it's, it, it, it was just a reminder that I immediately judged somebody by the way they looked and, um, cause they were intimidating looking, but they opened the door because they're a person and they're like, Hey, that, that guy's, uh, got his hands full. Just open the door for him. I don't know. I think we all just need to need to calm the fuck down. And just realize everybody's a person. Like I've said in the past, you know, just engage people directly. So, um, there are different, like I said, there are different criticisms that, um, that are legit that you can make for, um, 12 step programs. But, uh, that, uh, tradition number 10 is not one of them. I think it's a good call and I wish more, members would adhere to it and actually remember what that it exists instead of just something that's read at the beginning of the meeting before they can hop on the mic and go, let me tell you what really bothers me and then just go right into it. Oh, here's something. My wife bought this four pack, six pack of like, uh, it's like uh, cocktails in a can, right? So, yeah, so I'm, you know, I'm clean and sober, but my wife does drink. And she has, and, you know, sometimes she, she has drinks at the house. And she bought this this thing that she says, like, oh, this might be, be tasty. And uh, I think it was a four-pack, actually. It's one of those, like, because of the way alcohol content is, it's just a four pack. It's a uh, uh, cocktails and she's been, and she's been, um, sipping on them over, you know, the past few days. Right. And come to find out on her last one last night, she's looking at the package and she realized she bought an alcohol free mocktail can beverage that she's been drinking for three days without noticing that it had no booze in it. And that's fucking hilarious to me and also mind boggling because I know immediately if something has booze in it or not. I always have. And I certainly know now. And it's, you know, and of course, that also it also illustrates the difference in how she drinks and how I used to drink because I drank to feel it. She likes the taste. And I, you know, we both, you know, both like social aspects of it. And of course, all the different um, things that come along with drinking. But it's funny to me that at no point, like, like she was thinking, she said that she goes, I was wondering 
But I just assumed that maybe I just had a tolerance, an alcohol tolerance that, uh, you know, I just enjoyed the taste. These were very, very tasty. And that I was just, you know, drinking at a level (laughs) that I just didn't feel it. And uh, like to the point where she wanted to run an errand, but she waited for a bit before got she got in her car because she didn't want to uh, drive impaired. Also mind boggling to me. Like never, never a thing I thought of. And, you know, my uh, arrest record reflects that. So, yeah, it's just like, oh, well, I, she's <laughs> just, you know, relaxing and drinking no alcohol for three days in a row. Uh, it's fascinating. I'm like, well, clearly you do not have anything remotely uh, or at least the same kind of you have no drinking problem. Certainly don't have the one that I had or currently have. Um, I never I can't even imagine I can't even imagine doing that fucking like being a kid and you bought a you somehow you're like hey, hey, I I got them to sell me beer and you go home with O'Doul's I don't know it's uh, like you're an underage kid that somehow has got you know yeah and you're drinking beer and it goes oh I can totally feel it because you don't know any better I don't know. That's what it made me think of. Made me think of like an underage person trying to drink a non-alcoholic beer because they don't know any better, and then pretending that they're getting drunk. They placebo affected themselves into intoxication. Uh, I'm wondering if she felt relaxed because of uh, uh, her own placebo effect. It's like, oh yeah, hmm. But I need to ask her in a second because I need to ask her what kind of alcohol she thought was in there. Because she got it from a convenience store. They don't sell liquor in there. So I don't know what kind of cocktail, what she thought was in there. It doesn't, so I I don't know what she thought. I need to ask her what she thought was in it. Did she think it was vodka-based, tequila-based, wine? Do you think it was like a sweet wine but mixed with other things? Like what, I don't possibly know what doesn't matter because it did nothing to you congratulations uh still sober pod at gmail still sober pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments that are positive to neutral um i think that's about it um just wanted to say hey hang in there everybody um we'll see you next week all right later Bye. Skin.